And you know what time it is. Yes, indeed. Brother Rob is on the job clocking in. Yes, that's right. I said it. Brother Rob is on the job clocking it in as usual. Who says you can't clock it in on a holiday? Yes, that's right. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, half of y'all not woke because you were awake late last night just a few hours ago ringing in the new year happy new year to everybody out there in the land radio land and let's be energetic we are finally here give all praises to the most high that you have made it in into 2024 if i don't lose my breath (laughs) anyway uh it's 2020 forward and we do this every single Monday, and you guessed it, it is time for the Power Hour Mental Health and Mindset Mondays. And yes, we are doing it live and direct for you today on the holiday because the conversation and the retooling of your mind doesn't stop on any holiday. All right, so let's talk to you about Dr. Earl Bowen Jr who is assistant professor in social and behavioral science and the university counselor at the Cheney University of Pennsylvania. He is licensed by the Pennsylvania State Board of Social Workers, Marriage and Family Therapists, and Professional Counselors. He is also certified in dialectical behavioral therapy as well. Now, Dr. Bowen has completed countless research on this subject matter, so when he speaks, we are definitely listening to what he has to say. And furthermore, additionally, Dr. Bowen serves as associate rabbi at Congregation Temple Bethel, located in my hometown, and I know we took a tough loss on the chin at home on our home turf yesterday which is you know giving him the eagles update is most important to dr bowen every single monday that we do this while we have the season but we're talking about philadelphia pennsylvania dr bowen powerful morning to you and happy new year hey brother rob happy new year's to you also man happy new year's we're Looking good this morning. We did take one on the chin yesterday, but <laughs> yeah, we you did. know it's uh, it's all about adversity. You know, adversity really reveals the true nature of of character and who we are. And so I'm looking for a rebound. And uh, you know, it's like I say, adversity is not always a bad thing. It it actually can be a positive aspect in our lives. It strengthens us. And it reveals true character. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a blow, but uh, we come back. You know, that's the main thing is that you know you can fall down, but you but you get up. Yeah, absolutely, come back. So uh, we'll we'll be good. Yes, we we'll will. Be good. And so yeah. now that it's now that it's New Year's, the ball has dropped. We have made it into a transition from. Last year, we're not even going to give last year too much energy into this year, 2020 forward, a forward vision for everybody to see. This is the first day of 364 more to go, and today is a good day, and it's always a good day to start off the year right with some mental health conversations. So what's what's uh, what's 
the subject matter today that we'll be speaking of on this first day of 2020 forward? Well, you know, Brother Rob, I want to talk uh, this morning about something that the clinical term is called seasonal affective disorder. Seasonal affective disorder, that's the clinical term. But what we're really talking about is the winter blues. It's really how uh, environmental conditions affect our mood and our mental health. And we're moving into a period of now which we're moving into the winter months. So what's happening, as we all know, the days are getting shorter. Uh, and sometimes we have to be ready to anticipate that there might be a shift in our mood that comes with this cold weather, the fact that the seasons are changing. So I want to talk about how environmental conditions that, of course, are out of our control can affect our mental health. So, again, the clinical term is called seasonal seasonal affective disorders, but seasonal affective disorders is really a type of depression. Uh, it's a type of oppression that occurs in seasonal patterns. And so what happens is you, you, you think about it and you, the uh, National Institute of Mental Health has done some research in this area. And they estimate that there are about 10 million people in America that experience a seasonal affective disorder. And then there's another 10 or 20% that are believed to be dealing with it in a milder form. Um, for most people during this time of year, which is a change in the seasons, it usually lasts for about five months. Um, generally, it starts in the fall. That is, after the summer, it's kind of winded down. It generally crops up in the fall and tends to worsen in the winter, and, and then it subsides in the spring. And so we have this term called the winter blues. That's sort of where that term comes from. It can also occur in the summer, but it's really less common. Um, what we can't do is we can't control the changing of the seasons. But there are some very, very simple, basic strategies that can help the trans this transition to be a little bit easier. The two things that really kind of go together are emotions and physical fitness. And I'll come back to that in a minute, but those are those are just two of the things that I want to want us to keep in mind as we as we kind of move forward. So the question then becomes, how does a change in the season affect our mood? Now, the specific cause is really not well known about the how. But what we do know is that there are triggers, um, and that these triggers tend to be related to a shortage of sunlight, a shortage of sunlight. So it turns out that light or the lack of light is related to very, very key systems within our body. 
And so one of the things that I want to talk about this morning, it, it, it's called the circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is the body's internal clock. So what, what happens is when it's dark outside, our brains tell the body that it's time to go to sleep. And then when it's light out, your brain goes into the sort of wake mode. So with shorter days, which is what we are experiencing now, it means less sunlight. With less sunlight, it throws off the circadian rhythm that I mentioned earlier. And so that leads to feelings of depression. And it might be one of the reasons why people who live in, say, the northern part of the United States, uh, compared to people who live in, say, states like Florida, that we see um, a difference in the, uh, this idea of the winter blues. It has, has a lot to do with sun and sunlight. So the circadian rhythm is one of the things that happens. That's that in the body's internal clock. The other thing which I think people may be more familiar with is just sort of melatonin levels. The melatonin levels are really what sometimes are referred to as sleep hormones. And so what happens with that is that it gives us this sort of dip in the morning, allows us to, to wake up based on melatonin levels. But what happens with sunlight is that the sunlight interferes with the production and the release of melatonin, and that affects your mood. The other thing to keep in mind is serotonin, so serotonin levels. So at the same time, a shortage of sunshine can also trigger a drop in serotonin. So serotonin is one of those, we call it the quote-unquote, the happy chemicals in our brain. But you can understand that this sort of lack of sunshine will impact the levels of serotonin. And the fourth factor that I want to point, point out, and these are all sort of related, is the lack of vitamin D. So your levels of sunshine, um, particularly as it relates to vitamins, can actually fall if you don't get enough if you don't get enough exposure to sunlight. So vitamin D is very important in terms of getting exposure to sunlight. Or on the other hand, if you don't eat enough foods that contain uh, the vitamin, the vitamin D. So, for example, good sources of vitamin D would include things like salmon, uh, canned tuna, uh, other types of fatty fish, egg yolks, uh, dairy, some dairy products. So what we know, in addition to the other things that I mentioned, is that low levels of vitamin D can be found in people who suffer from this sort of seasonal depression. So that's something else to keep in mind. Now, it's not clear whether vitamin D supplementation can help to relieve these symptoms. 
this is something you might want to talk to your doctor about when you go to see your medical doctor, just to find out if you would benefit from taking uh, extra vitamin D as a supplement. So it's important to consult your doctor and things of that nature. Now, you can learn to identify and change negative thoughts and behaviors. So that's really the takeaway. That although we cannot really impact the change of the seasons because that that's going to happen, but we can, in fact, manage and learn how to identify changes in our negative in negative thought patterns and behaviors, and we can we can learn how to manage stress that goes along with it. So. For some people, um, they will just automatically turn to medication. And I'm not going to say medication is something you should rule out. It really depends on the severity of the symptoms. So in case of medication, your doctor might prescribe an antidepressant. Some people benefit from starting an antidepressant before these symptoms even begin to appear or manifest. So that's always an option that you can, in fact, uh, investigate. So I want to talk for a little bit uh, for some of the time we have left about what are some of the common symptoms of seasonal depression. So it's it's hard to um, sort of cherry pick when the weather report is in sort of an endless loop. So when you think about you're waking up in the morning and the weather report says that it's going to be cloudy or it's going to be snowy roads out ahead. Um, these are things that begin to conjure up in your mind sometimes thoughts of depression based on the weather report itself. But the actual symptoms can vary from person to person, but there are some commonalities. So I'm just going to talk for a few minutes about what are some of the commonalities of seasonal depression. One would be a low energy level. Uh, the other would be you notice that there are changes in sleep patterns. Sometimes it could also be changes in your appetite. could also be a withdrawal from family and friends, trouble focusing. You start to lose interest in activities that you previously enjoyed even irritability, or just feeling of sadness. So these symptoms may differ depending on um, the month of the year. And so people may have more symptoms during, say, the months of January uh, as opposed to other months. And so these are things that you want to keep in mind. Um, the, the challenge, though, when you start to look at some diagnosis of this uh, disorder is that it can be often hard to tell if how you're feeling also might be related to some temporary stress that might be going on in your, in your life. But a good rule of thumb is that if you notice how you're feeling, both physically as well as emotionally, it's important to, to talk to a mental health professional or someone that you know and trust that you can talk to. But when you're in the thick of your seasonal depression, 
particularly during this time of year, you might start to feel like your mood will never really improve. But seasonal depression is treatable. But it is important that you talk to someone about it. Um, This might involve something as simple as remembering to open the blinds in the morning. Just remembering to open the blinds so that you can get that sunlight and it comes in at an early point in the morning. So it might be as simple as something like that. The other thing would be, um, as I often talk about, is actually talk therapy. And talk therapy is often referred to as cognitive behavioral therapy. So you might want to speak to a mental health professional about these things that might be going on, um, just to keep that in mind. Um, The other thing that you can do on a practical level is to get outside, or even if if it's only for a few minutes every day, taking a walk outside, even if it's on a cloudy day, to get outside, to take that walk, to get that sunshine, that light that is so important. Because what will happen is this will expose your body to more of those intravalent light rays that we need. And so it's important to get outside during the day, and as I said, even if it's cloudy. The other thing is to stay physically active as much as possible because exercise has been shown to boost your mood and also it can be an area of relieving stress. And this can minimize symptoms of seasonal depression. The other thing would be to try to establish a consistent sleep pattern. Try to go to sleep and wake up at the same time. Try not to oversleep, which we all do at times, but this is something you want to be conscious about. And also taking a nap during the day, because what will happen is that if you constantly are not getting enough sleep, you're constantly oversleeping, or you're napping during the day, it can throw off the circadian rhythm that I talked about earlier, and it starts to you start to see these other symptoms begin to emerge. So um, with that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, seasonal depression. Uh, We talk about it sometimes in the same realm as we talk about overall generalized depression. But sometimes seasonal depression can be brought on simply by the changes in the weather patterns. But it also highlights the importance of sunlight and the important role that sunlight plays in our body and also the internal system that we have, the sort of internal clock that operates a lot based on sunlight. So mental health, as I often talk about, is related to the overall functioning of of the human body. It's not something that can simply be isolated to the mind. We have to look at mental health holistically. We have to look at how our mental health is impacted by environmental conditions as well as things that are going on inside of us. And so 
that's really the point I wanted to make this morning, Brother Rob, is the importance of environmental conditions, the importance of sunlight, and making sure that during the day that we expose ourselves to some minimal levels of vitamin D um, because it is so important uh, in terms of how it could impact our mental health. So with that, I'm going to end um, for this morning, and hopefully I've said some things, Brother Rob, that might be um, something that might generate some additional thought and beginning to look at that in terms of how we can holistically address our overall mental health and wellness, uh, because this also relates a lot to wellness and staying healthy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All of these things are interconnected. Absolutely. And, and yeah. Dr. Bone, before you, before you run, um, mm-hmm. What what is one thing this this year or that you haven't tackled last year that you are intentional on tackling this year? Not to say I'm asking for a New Year's resolution or anything like that. I really don't <laughs> do those type of things. But just yeah. a just just a question because we all have things, even as it pertains to mental health, that. Mm-hmm. we didn't tackle or we we didn't do a study on or something of that nature that 2023 yeah. exposed us to right and mm-hmm. going into 2024 mm-hmm. it would be the the topic that needs to be most addressed what would you say that is from a standpoint of mental health i think from the standpoint of mental health and looking at myself but also my interactions with others is probably being able to consciously take care of yourself, self-care. And I know that's one of those probably now even overused term terminology, but I just can't emphasize that enough that, you know, you can't drink from an empty cup. And so I think that before we start to focus, and I'm, and I'm saying we because I'm including myself as well, on how we can be helpful and beneficial to others, we have to make sure that we pour into those things that will help us to become healthier. Uh, And so I think that spending time with oneself, uh, and sometimes it's even getting to know oneself, knowing what, uh, knowing what, what kind of people that you tend to work well uh, with, uh, what areas during the day, whether it's morning or evening, what are you most productive during the course of the day? What are the kind of things that trigger negative emotions? Um, and so that Egyptian proverb of know thyself speaks volumes to me, and hopefully it will to others, that as we go into this year of 2024, this new calendar year, that we make a conscientious effort to spend more time with ourselves. That just might all that might just be spending time uh, alone, spending time more time in uh, uh, just meditation, uh, spending more time doing things that we enjoy, as opposed to trying to always do things that other people or expect us to do. 
Uh, we need to do those things. We need to do we need to um do things to help the community and others. But we also have to make sure that in the course of those twenty four hours that we get during the day that we spend enough time nourishing ourselves and maybe not even be so hard on ourselves as well. Um, but sort of being how you become your best friend. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a challenging part that we all have to begin to at least look at in some way as we go into 2024. 20, um, how can we do more, but then how do we start with being friendlier and nicer to ourselves? Mm-hmm. And I think that will resonate with others as we start to interact with others. But that's just on my own personal level, but also... Mm-hmm my own interaction with people during the course of the week, I find people a lot of times are burned out because they've, they've just overextended themselves right? and they go beyond their human capabilities. And a lot of times it's trying to meet the expectations of others. But my point though, is what are your expectations? What do you expect from yourself? And then when is enough enough? Mm. <laughs> Not always easy to say, but, um, something we have to be really, very conscious about is I think uh, as we begin the new year so we can get through because as you know, Brother Rob, you know, life is not a, a sprint, it's a marathon. So we have to be ready to equip ourselves to run the marathon, to run that long-term race. Mm. Come that's on, just Dr. how Bowen. I see it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, by, and, and, and on a footnote, yes, before we go, Thank you so much for coining the Brother Rob since the beginning, and now I'm officially Brother Rob. Thank you so much. It came from you, Dr. Bowen. <laughs> so now Brother Rob is clocking in on the job in 2020 forward. So there you go. Hey, that's man, how it's that's working. You. <laughs> that's who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well it are, fits, man. right? <laughs> yes, hey, sir, Dr. I Bowen. So. Thank you so right. much Always once again. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll catch yep, you next have a week. Great week. You too. Okay. Talk to you then. Absolutely. Right. Now, listen, folks. Yes, that's right. I said it. Brother Rob is on the job, and uh, it is Monday. You know, the power hour is very strong each and every single Monday. That doesn't go anywhere. So. With that, don't you go anywhere because Mindset Monday is up next. Let's hop into some Neo. Let's get into it.